listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. And welcome everyone to the show. Oh, there's one thing I'll have to fix. We're for those who are listening, yeah, the audio just cut off. I <laughs> have to get that part figured out. We are on video for the first time. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Woo! Good. Well, you say we're on video for the first time. Yes. We've been on video the whole time, but you've just not been able to see it. Now you get to see our faces. Whether that's good or bad, I'm unsure. But here we are. We are real people. Yeah, we are recording. and I Pat can't see it, but our names are... Mine's right here. Yours is pretty much at your logo there, your, your crest. So uh, you'll see those pop up throughout. Uh, so a few little kinks. Apologize if anybody, for those who are watching, we're getting things figured out. Um, this may be the only time you see my living room as the background. <laughs> um, most likely this time next week, I will be down in the basement, which will be so much more fun. He says not very enthusiastically. Um, some work has to be done down there, but plan is to move it down there. So you might hear some noise in the background for this one. I apologize for those who are just audio only. Same old, same old. But now if you want to, you can see what we look like. I've I've got the, uh, the Hockey Canada on this time. Pat, of course, repping his abs. They puck drop here shortly. So if he starts to get distracted, we know why. That's okay. I don't have it on a second screen. I did that on purpose because <laughs> I want to make sure that I am at least like 80% present for this. So, And I have to say, uh, so we're technically right now we've got Tampa and Florida going on. I can't even see the score. So Pat will have to, if he decides to do updates, he can do that. Um, what a crazy first four games have to start um, uh, out of nowhere defensemen getting game-winning goals or getting goals in general that just haven't scored ever. Uh, Josh Manson, the pickup for the Avs at the trade deadline, wins game one in overtime. In What a beauty goal. It, it was, and when you sent me that, it was because they had uh, Manson was, he was mic'd, mic'd up, up. Yeah. which is the best part. <laughs> and the, the only thing I could think of was I want to see the captions because it's literally just like, ah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you you can tell there there's a shouting conversation of some sort, but it's just like, like, and it's just muffled. It's just like, imagine you're like, you had your microphone, like this, this happy little character I'm pointing to a microphone. Um, and it's like hidden under a pillow. That's what it sounded like because they were just mauling him um, because they were so excited about the goal. And it was such a good goal. He just, he took his time with it, which that little fake. kind of, yeah, it, it was a little out of character for him. Cause he's, he, um, he has shades of Tyson Berry of, I get the puck. I shoot the puck. Um, whereas this time he said, no, I'm going to wait. He did that fake. And then, like a fake, a fake slapper. But then he also took his time after that too. He waited for the lane to open just enough that Binting couldn't see, but then he could. So it was, it was a great goal, like unexpected hero of the game, but I don't care. It was a hero of the game and that's all that matters. So <laughs> technically we're just before puck drop right now. Uh, so I want your bet on the score tonight. Okay. Or sorry, on the winner tonight, I'll give you I'll give you the choice on if the Blues win, uh, game winning goal, or if the Avs win, game winning goal. Who gets it? Um. So I think Blues are going to win this one. Um. I uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um. But I just I can't see them getting any worse than they played i don't know it just it felt a little sloppy on their side so i think they're really gonna tighten up this time and really exploit uh size um that's sort of their goal they want to exploit the size of the defenseman um specifically you look at like byram he's he's not as big as he's going to be like if nhl 22 says anything he's gonna <laughs> demolish people um but you got like sammy gerard too and gerard's not that big he's He's a tiny defenseman, and I feel like they are going to work to exploit that. So tonight, I think St. Louis is going to win. 
I think it's going to end up being 4-2, and I think the game-winning goal is going to be Kairou because he's just been on a tear. He's such a good player. But if the Avs do get the win, who do you think gets that game-winning goal? Kale McCarr. As... That's a pretty good bet. As Gerard likes to say it in the locker room, Kale McCarr. He sounds like a weird pirate. Yeah, I, I, I think the Avs are going to take this game. I think they they just don't lose at home. They basically never did throughout the regular season. That crowd gets behind them. I, McKinnon is going to hit that playoff gear tonight. Obviously, McCarr is going to be a factor. If the Blues somehow get a win, which I really don't think they will, um, Robert Thomas, to me, he has been so good. Yeah. And I mean, he's shown in the past that he has that kind of playoff craziness to him. Like, what was it? The double or triple overtime, the set playoff, the faceoff. Was that last year, two years ago? No, that was the Stanley Cup run against Dallas, if I remember right. correctly. Like, he's yeah. he is absolutely crazy. He's a very talented player. Yeah. So, no, yeah. He's, he's one of those players that you just kind of forget about. It's it's bizarre. Um, but no, he's a really talented player. Uh, I am currently looking down at my phone. Uh, looks like Tampa is going to win this one. Yeah, when I it was getting down to the wire, it was one one. OK, when I came inside because we were working on stuff outside, it was still one nothing for Tampa. So they did get uh, Florida did tie it up. No. Yeah. So sorry, uh, Florida tied it up and. It's saying that Ross Colton scored a goal at 19:59 in the third. Oh, if that's true, that is talk about a heartbreak driving back to wherever the uh, Panthers players live. Like that, Shades if that's the case. Battery. I mean, it's it's not even that. That's a slap in the face. If the Panthers, who had what second best home record after the Avs. Uh, lost back to back in their own barn. That that to me could smell a, a sweep right away. Yeah, I mean, which kind of bodes well when you think about it for Toronto. Really, yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, it's just like at least at least Tampa is showing that they are they're they're the top tier. They didn't beat them and then get just annihilated by florida <laughs> well that's yeah and that's we we will do some postmortems um on the eight eliminated teams we will get to that just kind of wanted to touch because there is the two games that are happening tonight um obviously the battle of florida the and then the battle of oh we swept you last year in the first round we're gonna try and do it again uh which is getting started here shortly so if that is the case tampa getting that goal at 1959, I put a stake in Florida, they're done. Or put that's, a fork in Florida, they're done. That's a morale killer. Like, oh, yeah. That's so hard to come back from. And I know I said that about Kempe's goal and, you know, going to the crowd with the taunt. I'm aware. And then LA got knocked out. But, oh, man. Like, I, I think about. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Seven. There we go. That's how we seven. did it. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Kane, seven. Okay. Um, but I think about Kadri's goal against St. Louis uh, with that iconic photo of him, like smile, like watching the puck through the, uh, the back of the net. Yeah. Um, and that was with like 0.1 seconds left on the clock or something. It was right at the buzzer. And yeah, that's, that ended up being a sweep as well. So I wouldn't be surprised that if that does count, if everything looks good, I obviously just briefly looked um, then. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. <laughs> The president's trophy winner gets swept. I mean, at least it's in the second round, but yeah, that is not a good look. But no, Tampa took it to them last year. And as you said, if Tampa goes on a strong run to the cup and the Leafs are the only team that looks strong against them, that could change potentially the offseason look for the Leafs, which uh, a lot of people talking about that. Um, it's up to you. We can either look at the series that um, – because we had – what was the craziest hockey game I've ever watched in my life that took place last night that I can't believe I stayed up for 98% <laughs> of um, and Carolina just squeaking at a win or we can do the post-mortem. It's up to you. Let's talk about what happened before um, and then move forward into what is happening now. So okay. let's let's go through the, the post-mortems, get those out of the way. Okay, we'll go off we'll your list here. We'll go 
top left to bottom right just to make it easy to follow. Um, so we'll start with Nashville. Uh, David Poyle talking earlier today seems like if he wants to stay, he'll stay. That is a team that they really, to me, they don't need to tinker. They just unfortunately um, gave up a big lead to Arizona in the final game of the season. Had they played Calgary, they may have beat Calgary. Running into uh, Colorado just wasn't going to do them any favors. Like They can do little things here and there, but it's the best offensive season that teams really had. Their defense looks solid, and they've got a good goaltender. Like What else do they need minus just like maybe trying to add a few goals here or there and re-signing stars that are... Uh, they're probably going to lose uh, one of their best players in the offseason. Yeah, so I think that that is going to be the biggest question mark. So I think Nashville is actually going to be one of the most interesting teams this offseason, um, strictly because Forsberg kind of seems like he might be done there. Um, he hung around afterwards after they were eliminated. He waved to the fans. He was one of the last people off the ice. He did a, He pretty much did his goodbye lap. Um, we saw Patrice Bergeron do that as well, uh, which obviously we'll get to Boston, but, um, it's, uh, does it mean he's actually leaving? Who knows? Um, but he, I think he, he's not sure, which is not a good sign. Um, and he knows he's a high value target, which means he can get a good amount of money. He proved that he's worth that money this year. And is Nashville willing to, to fork it out? Like, I don't know if they are. I think that that might be the concern that he's running into is that they've had a couple talks and they're like, Garrett, no, like we don't want to give you that many years or that much money. And yeah, I don't know. I, I That's why I think it's going to be so interesting because if he does leave, they've got a hole they got to fill, and that's a big void. Yeah, and it's uh, one thing that we actually talked about uh, before I had brought up that um, if he goes anywhere, I think LA is one of the top ones because they traded away oh. his, his best friend on the team in Victor Arvidsson. And we'll yeah. get to LA. Uh that look la is going to be back on cup run watch uh asap nashville they unfortunately ran into the best team in the west um they didn't have their goaltender otherwise it would have been five games instead of four but uh they're they're going to look a lot better than this next team next year i can pretty much guarantee it yeah and the one thing i do want to say though is they have a good tandem now and it's not Saros and big save Dave. Um, it is uh, Ingram. Um, so Ingram showed that he he is good. He has that capability. He just went up against one of the best teams in the league against and they he had a team that was good in front of him, but wasn't there wasn't at the same tier. So yeah, he, he, yeah, it, it just it kind of happened like you can't really it's a mismatch. So I think that Saros and, and Ingram, that is a solid tandem. I think that's going to be something that they could ride for a couple of years, and you're going to see some really good results for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them turn into a 1A, 1B. And I am calling Big Save Dave is going to head to Edmonton because it seems that Edmonton <laughs> likes to pick up the scraps of goaltenders that uh, Calgary doesn't want anymore. So... Big save, Dave, to Edmonton in the offseason to replace Koskinen. It is coming. <laughs> so mentioned, uh, so obviously Colorado gets a sweep. The next one, St. Louis, who is facing Colorado, got the 4-2 win on Minnesota. This Woo. was their one and only shot for the next few years to go for it. Uh, they are in cap hell because of um, buying out really bad and Parise. And they're, they're paying for mistakes before. At the the only positive going for them is that it seems like they might have the money to bring back Flower. He said he wants to play again and to bring back Talbot. And if they have those two, they're gonna Fial is not gonna stay. Um, you and I talked about this. I'm really hoping that he goes to New Jersey and we just take on all the good Swiss players in the NHL. Give us Timo Meyer from San Jose as well. Um, <sighs> I if if Minnesota makes it to the playoffs next year, I will be shocked because there's there's too many teams that are coming up and 
missing out on all of that cap when all the best teams are spending to it, that's going to hurt. Yeah, the only way I can see them being successful in any capacity is if they somehow are able to do sort of what Vegas did in the expansion draft. They go for unsung hero picks, like say they target like Kyler Yamamoto. We talked about him a good amount um, on one of the previous episodes. Say they go after him. I know he's a bit of a a pricier uh, player, but someone of that caliber that should be doing better than where they are. Well, the issue to me for that is that you've also got Tampa, who's going after those players because of their cap issues. Toronto, who goes after those players. And if you're looking at Minnesota, it's like, eh, you'd prefer Tampa. You'd take Toronto because you know, everybody knows if you're on Toronto and you make a run to the second round or beyond, you can live off wearing that jersey for the rest of your life in Southern Ontario. But on the other side of it, though, um, the argument for Minnesota is if they're choosing correctly, they're going to be pulling people that are going to be going into pockets that they can move up to potentially even first line. Yep. Obviously, it won't be with Kaprizov. Like, you're you're not going to replace Kaprizov. Like, I read something saying that, congratulations, Minnesota Wild, you have your first ever superstar, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. As much as I don't like Minnesota, boy, that sucks for them. Um, But... Say you find superstar and they can't like they had their shot and they just lost to the blues. A hundred percent. It's, it's heartbreaking for the fan base and everything like that. But the one thing that I'm thinking is if they do it right, they can find people that have that ability to potentially move up. It's so, it's going to be an incredibly difficult challenge and they're going to have to spend so much money in their back end, like in their actual like head office area to try and find people that are good enough to find those diamonds in the rough. But that's, in my opinion, the only way we see them there, which shows you how little faith I have in them making it to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, we'll go from there to Dallas, who, oh my goodness, they, um, I, <laughs> it, it really showed in the Battle of Edmonton last night that Jake Ottinger is uh, just unreal. He almost stole, he, he almost went full on uh, J.S. Shiger on the entire NHL playoffs this year, and Calgary was just able to squeak out the win. Dallas, they've got goaltending. They've got some forwards-ish. They're going to lose their second-best defenseman in the offseason. But Robertson and Ottinger, I wouldn't be surprised if combined that's like 14, 15 million. They're going to be in a little bit of cap trouble potentially unless they move something out. They've got a team. They have to get a new coach. They have to get somebody out of there who's a defense. Like, he's just a black hole of people scoring. Mm-hmm. So Dallas is another one. Like, it's it sucks for them that they're in the central. The one nice thing is I think that they could still finish above Minnesota to make it in. I think Dallas next year is going to be much better than they were this year. Um they have a really solid defensive core and it shows because how many goals were there four like <laughs> well I mean, out of seven are, games four in total like they are gonna lose klingberg that's a guaranteed so but he's not their but be- he is by far not their best defenseman no it's... he was but it's miro now it's miro heiskanen he is absolutely their best defenseman without question and their, Klingberg, their three best players all came from the same draft year, which is the most stupid thing. 2017 was the best year that ever happened to Dallas. They got Ottinger, they got Heiskanen, and they got Robertson. Like that is crazy. That yeah. they literally rebuilt their entire future that quickly. Yeah, you you don't see that that often, but like good for them. That's awesome drafting, and that's why I think that they're going to be a team that people once again will sleep on. I I mean, I don't particularly like Dallas because they've taken us out so many times, uh, Colorado that is. Um, But at the same time, I, they're such a good team and they're always supremely underrated every single year. I mean, yeah, I don't think that bonus is going to be able to keep this going. He won't be back. There's, there's no chance. Um, We talked about this next team. They lost in game seven. Uh, we almost didn't have the Battle of Alberta and would have had L.A. against Dallas, which would have been the most boring series <laughs> on the planet. Um, a tube of saltine crackers. L.A. 
look out for them next year as potentially like top three team in the West. And I'm, I might be understating that they could be a top, like the top West team next year. They, when, when you hear about, uh, for instance, like Ottawa, for instance, they brought up or who was it? Dorian. I don't know. One of them said the rebuild is over. Now is the time. That was Dorian. And so clearly he was talking about LA um, <laughs> and not his own team. LA without <laughs> Drew Doughty. Yeah. So like you've got Drew Doughty, who's going to come back and he should be healthy and good to go. Cause obviously he was playing with a nagging injury that got reactivated with his wrist. So he had to have that surgery because if it was just a fluke surgery, I think people would have been like, Oh, it was from this hit. There wasn't anything that really pinpointed it. So it was a nagging. It's, injury. it's a long time coming. Exactly. So Dowdy's going to be coming back. They have so many prospects in their pool that they didn't even pull from this year. They have probably one of the best AHL teams that's out there, or at least like up and comers that are coming in. And even the ones that they did bring in just showed how talented they are. And there's going to be so many names that you've never heard of that are going to become common names. And the one name that does need to change though, is whoever is in between the pipes. Jonathan Quick cannot be their starting goaltender anymore. I don't think he has it left in him. I It'll be interesting to see if he sticks around, because obviously Dustin Brown had his final game in Game 7. He retired. He said, yep. no matter when this ends, I'm done. Quick could retire. It's tough to say. At least they've got a serviceable backup. There's a lot of team. Like This is going to be one of those... We goalies got paid this last off season. Goalies are really going to get paid this upcoming off season. Um, yeah. LA though is even if they have a goalie that can give them nine, 10, nine Oh five save percentage, they're still going to be one of the best teams in the league. Uh, yep. Kopitar, everybody slept on him for so long because he didn't have support. He has the support now and it really showed LA could have easily won that series and look out for them to be to me a big cup contender and they've re-signed rob uh who's it uh rob blake their gm uh reported three-year contracts so i think so yeah uh from there we'll move to the east because we're going a little long on this um florida takes down washington 4-2 bad news for washington uh backstrom could be out for Ever, they just don't know yeah washington is going to be an interesting one but not like nashville where it's just like ooh, what are they gonna do it's oh what are they gonna do um i don't know what their next move is they've got an aging core that core is not not the spring chickens they were anymore even though tj Oshie looks like a child still somehow um He's in his 30s. You've got Ovechkin, obviously, who's not young anymore. You've got Backstrom. You've got even Tom Wilson's getting up there. You've got these players that are that were fantastic, and they're still really good, but they're aging. So, and I just, I don't know. I think we're going to see if it's not this year. I think next year, or if it's not this coming year, or it will be the year after that, that we are going to see Washington scraping the bottom. I think they're going to be dropping fast because i don't their prospects don't look good well as long as ovechkin is still playing and still scoring you know they're going to go for it that's basically the owner's mo and by all means it's the same thing as uh they're going to sell the house who we will get to um as long as you have crosby which and that's the only <laughs> one we know uh you still go for it um We'll go to Toronto. I know we could talk about them for a while, but there's still such a wild card in what they're going to do because look at the other seven teams that were eliminated. They're probably still better than a few teams that are remaining. They just happen to go up against a better team. Yep. Um, honestly, if, if I had to rank it, Colorado's the best team remaining, Tampa Bay's number two, and the third best team is the Leafs. Yeah, I think you're about right. Um, although as I much think as I, I want probably... to be like Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky. He going into the final game was like an 880 save percentage. The Leafs exposed yeah. him, and you think teams aren't going to look at that tape? Um, I as 
the Devils already have a handful of Leaf players, so it's like, I mean, if they want to give up William Nylander for spare parts, by all means, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll gladly accept him here. Yep. And, I... they, and they're not going to have Campbell back. No way. There's no chance. Did you hear the difference in the offer from the Leafs to the agent? It's a no. $5 million gap. They offered him, it was just, I think it was just over $2.5 million. He's like, I want seven. Oh, come on. $7 million for a goaltender. There's a lot of choice words I would use for that right now. Holy, are you, you're not Carey Price. Come no, on. He, uh, he should come in. My bet would be just over four. Because you think Markstrom said it a few years ago, or what, two years ago with the six by six. He's a tier below, so maybe four, four and a half. But if I'm, if I'm Dubas, I don't know what to do. I honestly don't. Try and bring back Dubas, as much as you can. If I'm Dubas, I would try and find some uh, some loopholes and bonuses in some kind um, <laughs> that don't actually come out of the pool. Or, hey, we'll sign you for three years. Year one, we're going to give you $1 million. Year two, we're going to jack up the price. Like, just all in, go for it sort of thing. Like, that's the only way I can picture it. Um, or they're going to have to move out talent. Like they're, they might have to move out William Nylander as much as everyone's like, don't move him. They might have to move someone of that caliber because he's the only contract you can, which sucks because he, he right now is making probably under what he's worth, but the other players all make way too much. And you're not trading Morgan Riley. You just signed him to eight years and he is worth a lot more than that contract as well. So that we differ on that opinion, but yeah. Um, we'll go from there. You mentioned Bergeron because obviously Carolina gets the game seven win against Boston. Uh, Carolina is the game seven team. They showed it. Um, no team in that series could win on the road, which to me is crazy. It's been, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen it like home, 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 home series. Um, they're not the Boston of old. As long as Bergeron is still playing, though, if they have Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, the rest of the team doesn't matter. It It's like Washington and Pittsburgh. They'll go for it. They Even though they had the worst three draft picks in a row a few years ago based on what came after, they're, <laughs> they're still strong. Never count out Boston because we all thought they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they almost leapfrogged Tampa and Toronto at the end of the season. I, um, there's so many asterisks around this team right now. It's if, 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 and yeah, this is another one that I'm going to be really interested to see. I don't know if it's going to be anything too spicy. Um, it might just be stay the course, but, um, I know you said that with Bergeron Marchand and Pasternak up front, they, it doesn't matter. Anybody else, they need defenders. Yeah. McAvoy can't do it all by himself. And McAvoy's good, but he's he's not he's not the leader. He's not like the top defense. Like he should he should not be the top defenseman on the team. There should be someone that's better than him. And, and then he they is the they lost two. him though. Yeah, they lost him to St. Louis. Absolutely. So they need to figure out what that looks like before they can even be guaranteed to get to the second round. In my opinion, um, they are going to be first round exits for the foreseeable future until they do something about their blue line. That, that that's tough to disagree with that. And then finally the Pittsburgh Penguins who, if Crosby doesn't get a concussion, uh, they probably destroy the Rangers in either game five, six or seven. Uh, Jacob Truba is probably going to get a secret bonus for that hit because it was the most worthwhile thing he has ever done for his own team. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama going on with Pittsburgh because we know Crosby's coming back. Malkin and Latang are owed contracts, and Crosby is apparently pissed that they were offered less than what he thought they're worth. Uh, Rust is up, obviously. If you have... I, I couldn't imagine seeing Pittsburgh without Crosby, Latang, and Malkin. But if Malkin is on the market, their teams will line up and offer him everything. Mm-hmm. And I would take 
the the news about the contract negotiations and Crosby being really upset about it with a grain of salt because I guess the person that reported it was kind of one of those clickbaity guys. Yeah. So and it's, Crosby will never come out to deny it because he doesn't exist on social media. Good for him. Yeah, he's done the right thing and just was like, nah, I don't need this in my life. Um, I uh, I don't know. I don't think that they actually got lowballed like that. If they did, I don't think that. It, it was just like, hey, just as a heads up, this is the baseline, and then we'll talk negotiations. This is what we'll offer you because we have to give you something, and then we'll talk about that afterwards. I think that's probably what the conversation was. I cannot see their GM being like, <laughs> let's piss off the three people that are most important to this team. Yeah, Ron Hextall and the president, Brian Burke, are going to be like, let's get on Crosby's bad side. No, you're not going to do that. And, I mean, it still went that far with Louis Domingue playing. Um, like Shesterkin, I called it way back when, and I have the feeling that he is going to get even more exposed against Carolina. He had a good game in game one, but he still got exposed when it mattered. Pittsburgh, I think they're still a top team in the Metro, which just hurts me to say so much. Um, but I they're think not they're going in the asterisk territory, though. There, there's ifs. There's ifs. There's ifs, big ifs, but the way we saw Crosby play this year, the way he played in the playoffs, he like you think back to the mid late '90s, early 2000s. This is when guys were getting their big money because they were starting to play better. He's it seems like he's still getting like he's found another gear, which is crazy. And if I just hope that this this last con- this concussion that just happened, I sincerely sincerely hope that it is minor and he just just cuts himself off from the world for like a month and just closes his eyes, puts like a damp towel over his eyes or whatever he needs to do. Just focuses on the recovery of his brain because my goodness, brain injuries, my wife got a concussion and she still suffers effects from it. So I can only imagine what he's going through. Like you look at Matt Calvert on, um, uh, he retired from Colorado. He had to re- retire because of the uh, the concussions that he had. He had to wear a pink visor. That's because what Bowen Byram ice... wears. Exactly, because the ice is so bright, it irritates his head. It irritates his eyes. It makes him tired. It gives him headaches because it's so white. And light sensitivity is such a common thing with concussions. So I don't know how he's doing this. Um, I I don't know if it's healthy he's doing this. I really sincerely hope, though, uh, that this is something that doesn't punish him down the road, this this one here. If so, Jacob Truba it should never be allowed near Pittsburgh. They should run him out of town every single time he try, they try and play him, if that's it, the case. I, I could see something. It's going to get nasty next year, just like the end of um, uh, Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, New York last year. Reeves comes in for New York, but whole, yeah. that's a whole other beast and a half. So that's kind of the... The postmortem on those teams, honestly, of the teams that are out, what do we have? One, maybe two or three that won't make the playoffs. So the teams that aren't in, it's going to be a struggle to get mm-hmm. into the playoffs. And there's some teams like the Islanders that we were like, they should be a shoe in next year. Well, they fired their coach. So the Islanders are completely up in the air. Um, obviously my team, who, who knows we need a goalie, which by the way, for those, for those listening, uh, Pat and I are finally able to do something we've never been able to do, which is enjoy a drink while we're doing this. Cause normally yeah, it's a nice, lovely like beverage during the day. So yeah, you're usually may or may not be at work. <laughs> I may or may not be working. Um, no, um, just, just as a quick update, as we've now gone past the past we are outside of the postmortems now we can talk about the current stuff um the lightning did win um ross colton did get that game winning goal at well i'll just say it with four seconds left 1956 i just looked that is unreal unreal good for them um Unfortunately, yeah, the image that I'm showing on screen is now out of date because it said Bolts lead one nothing. It's now two nothing in the series, uh, two, uh, two away wins, which is crazy. Um, obviously, the Colorado Blues game is going right now. Do want to jump to because there's so much. Like that's just I, the, well, the, I, the post the the post mortem on the teams. 
okay, before we get into that, and who knows, maybe before this goes, this could happen before this even goes live. Who do you think Barry Trotz is going to be the coach of next year? Apparently the top two are Philly and Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I want Winnipeg because I don't want him in the Metro again. He's been in the Metro far too long. I want Philly to stay a bottom feeder. Go to Winnipeg. I don't care. That's your division. Um, I think Winnipeg is where he'll end up, but where I want him to go is Nashville. His stop. Um, wasn't that his I, original team though? Isn't that where he started off? I think it'd be a nice little thing. I think that he's probably getting closer to the end of just saying, you know what? I've had a lot of good runs. I've got my cup. Um, I like who knows you never know with these with with coaches they're not too public about this the stuff, players but... that Winnipeg has though to me fit more his style, of his style. like he yeah. he would be absolutely in love with Blake Wheeler uh, blah, blah 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 Blake Wheeler mm-hmm. whereas you look at Philly yeah he he'd Philly's ride got Carter, some good he'd ride Carter Hart a lot but if obviously oh, it comes Carter down to Hart. his his choice. Winnipeg, if he goes there, I think they're they're back looking scary. So I'm I'm hoping Winnipeg. I want him out of the Metro um yesterday. Yeah, no, that's fair. And uh you brought up Carter Hart, and I just want to say, like, my uh I feel so bad for that kid. Ron Hextall he was, put, was so right about it. He put him in a position that he ne- like they put him in a position that he never should have been in. He should never have been the starter that early. He needed more conditioning. He wasn't ready. He was. He wasn't the next. He should have been coming price. in this year. Yeah, like this should have been, been the first year that road. he came in, and instead they rushed him because they fired Hextall, and he was like, "Don't bring him in." I kind of know what I'm talking about, and that's what happens. So awful, ruined his conditioning. I feel so bad for Carter Hart. I and sincerely he's still hope so that he's good, traded. which is scary. He needs to be traded to a team that can actually appreciate the work that he puts in. We'll probably talk Carter Hart down the road. I have a feeling Maybe we'll probably do a goalie chat. episode. Uh, well, but... That's half our episodes, Pat. I know. You're not wrong. Um, so we'll let's jump to um, current what's happening. So obviously game one yesterday, uh, game two tomorrow night, Carolina winning in overtime. Uh, former Avalanche getting the game-winning goal. Ian Cole. Uh, the bingo card had zero people expecting Ian Cole and Josh Manson to have overtime game-winning goals in the playoffs. But here we are. Um, you have to feel so bad for Shesterkin. Did you see his face after? Like It's, it's literally like an own goal on the Rangers. Did you see his face? What it's that meme where it's tip. like, yeah, the, the blinking eyes yeah. of just like, <laughs> sorry, what? Um, yeah, no, I I watched the goal, and at first I was like, oh, good for Ian Cole. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what a tip. Man, yeah. that defenseman, he should be he should be net front presence on the on the power play. That is, I didn't, that is I didn't know Pavelski was playing for the for the Whew. Carolina Hurricanes on that one. Accuracy. Yeah. Chef's kids. Mwah. Um. The way that I know that that game went to overtime ended up 2-1. I don't see the Rangers having any chance of winning uh, four of the next six games against this team. Their Carolina is still not rocking their best goalie because they don't have to. They're literally yep. in a position where they're like, we don't have to rush in a top three Vesna goalie this year because... You're not Anti Rant is a good goalie. And it's Everyone's like you're not on good enough. <laughs> the Rangers aren't good enough. The Rangers are literally one line and a goalie. And that goalie was exposed so badly by Pittsburgh. He got pulled twice. And yeah, he only let in two goals last time. One, obviously, the defender scores it. Carolina is a much more offensive driven team than Pittsburgh is. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call something strange. We're gonna see at least one Michigan attempt, and I think we may see a Michigan goal happen against Shesterkin this round. 
Ooh, if it does, just just wrap it. We're done. That's a good series that's done there. Um I uh there is the the depth and the talent throughout Carolina is unmatched in my opinion. I think that if Carolina goes up against Colorado, we could see a sweep in the in the ooh, I almost dropped an F bomb there. Um <laughs> we could see a sweep in the uh in the in the cup. They just they're so talented from top to bottom. But like it's kind of like an elevated New York Islanders, like what we talked about before, that they don't have a team of all stars. They have a team of second or th- yeah, second and third liners. It seems like Carolina has a team of knocking on the door of first liners and second liners. It's like and a team of the hockey all are very good. Yeah, and their defense. Like you've got Jakob Slavin is one of the best defensemen in the world. Up again Period. for uh, Lady Bang, right? So, and he's probably going to win it again. So, so good. Um, I think the Rangers will sneak out. Um, I'll say two wins. I think this will go to uh, Canes will take it in Game Six on the road at MSG just to really like drive that in on the Rangers. Like, haha, see you next year. And um, I don't. Here, here's a hot take. I don't think the Rangers are in the playoffs next year. I think they will so long as they make the right moves. I think they have to they have to move a star or a star that's kind of like an emerging star. They need to move an asset to get a different type of asset. Shisterkin's right now, not going to put up a 940 again. No, no, no. And I'm not saying that they, it's more or less they have to do something so they don't rely on Shesterkin as much. They need somebody else to pair with Fox that's not like Truba or Miller or whoever else is with Fox. Like, I, who knows? Who I don't even know who that second pairing is on the top pairing. Like, what? Uh, they just rotate is what it feels like. And they need more of that. They need more depth. They need more pieces. And right now they have such good players, like pretty much on one side. Yeah. And that's about it. And then one really good line. And then it's like, yeah, what's going on down there? Just pay attention. Just don't pay attention to what's behind the first line. Just don't look back there. Yeah. And like they, they tried to get some good pieces like Andrew Kopp. What a great pickup. That is such a good player. Very, very good. I heard that burp. Um, then you also the get thing. you hear it, the listeners don't because I mute my oh. mic for the recording. Well, just so everyone knows, Brian burped <laughs> into the microphone. Um, but they also picked up Frank Vetrano, which is also a really good depth player. Like they've done moves that made sense, but it just didn't pan out the way that they were hoping for. And they also didn't trade properly for a defenseman. They should have put the at like they went for forward assets, which was the wrong move in my opinion they have such talented forwards they do could you imagine if new york was a team that landed giordano instead of the leafs even manson manson's not the best defenseman in the world and i know this but even still the avs were always getting manson because they were looking for uh, a zadorov replacement all season and they got doesn't replace zadorov no but they got they got big guy who takes less penalties than zadorov that's that's what they wanted was big guy to protect little defensemen. True, and he does pair with Gerard. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, and that actually was the old pairing. Uh, it was either Big Z or um, Gravy. So yeah, no, that makes sense. So yeah, I I think Game Six is as far as the series goes. It could end before that. Um, I pff, that. Trying to beat the Canes at PNC, good luck. And their social mm. media team might have had the bigger W than uh, the Hurricanes on the ice did uh, with what they said uh, to uh, Bud Light. Um, yep. But that's, that's a whole other beast. I think from there, uh, just looking at the time, we have to go to the uh, low-scoring Battle of Alberta game <laughs> that took place last, last night. Uh, Fifth. 15 goals. Uh, what was that at one point? The 6-2, I believe, for uh, Calgary. And yeah, I think so. here comes Hedman. Oh, my God. Watching that game was unreal. And, of course, I'm messaging you the whole time. 
Um, I don't think I've really said on the podcast, the Oilers are my second team. I was born in Alberta. I was born just a little bit west of Edmonton. It's my dad's second team behind the Leafs. Like he, they used to go see Gretzky in his prime. So there's mm. there's some Oilers love there for me. My next door neighbor is a die hard Calgary Flames fan. So when it got up really like six six two, it was like, oh well, this one's over. But I had said just before the game started, I think eight to ten goals. I think I said to you fourteen. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I should have bet the over because what a crazy game. Um, who would have expected Mike Smith letting in three goals on nine shots would be the best goalie in the game, and he got pulled. I would have expected Mike Smith to let in that many <laughs> goals because Mike Smith is not a good goaltender anymore. But to be he the is... best, like to be statistically, I think he was almost statistically the best goalie in that game, which is hilarious. Like it was, that is what you expect of the Battle of Alberta. Yep. It got really bad at the end to the point that they were just like screw the last few seconds of the game just run the clock out nobody look like 10 seconds of the game just vanished because they didn't want to drop the puck again because they were like y'all are probably gonna fight each other well i mean they were they were literally rolling on the ice (laughs) together um but oh man you uh i messaged you and you had just i think you had just nodded off at that point i uh there might have been about two minutes left when I fell asleep, so I missed the and I missed, missed the Hattie. Well, and you also missed uh, Zach Cassian looking like a toddler getting tossed to the ice by uh, Lucic. That was satisfying to see. Lucic made him look like he wasn't even there, and I am there for it. <laughs> every <laughs> single day that every single day that Lucic plays a game. Calgary won that trade tenfold over. Is James Neal even in the NHL anymore? No, I don't think he is, is he? What team does he even play for anymore? I think he's not in the NHL. I think he might have gone over to Europe. I don't know. I can't look it up right now. My computer might explode if I do that. So Yeah, true. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't care how many games this goes. I want seven, and I want, I want this seven. every single time. Like, I, of course, the next game is going to be like a one nothing or a 2 1 win. And everybody, like, the fans in Calgary are going to boo even if their team wins. Um, and 15. All but one. Yeah. 15 goals. And that wasn't even the best part of this hockey game. Absolutely not. The most exciting part to me that I, I just want this, I want this in my veins at all times is Brady Kachuk supporting his brother and just being a lunatic the whole time. It's incredible. So between periods, he's obviously coming back up to his seat. He's got one beer in hand. He's got one beer in the back pocket, another beer in the other back pocket. So he's he's got three going up. and He's having a good time. <laughs> and he did that for the entire first round, too. And the reason why this is so good, if you haven't seen him, his girlfriend, his mom and his dad could sit in the press box if they wanted to. They're sitting with the fans. That's what makes it so much more special and exciting. What I'm curious, they have to travel to Edmonton as well, right? Well, okay, come on. How much money do the Kachucks have? I think well, that they can less, afford a ticket down the road. It's less that. <laughs> it's going to be more, what is that Edmonton crowd? They may go more after Brady in the stands than they do after Matthew on the ice, depending what happens, just in chirping him. And what I think, there has to be a little bit of, for Senators fans, being like, Brady's not going anywhere. Kachuk has a new contract. Matthew Kachuk has a new contract. You think that, Brady isn't like in his brother's ear being like, come here, come to Ottawa. We can have some fun here. I don't know if, if Matt is that kind of guy though. Like he, the flames when they can't bring... afford everybody back though. That's the thing. No. And I'm not saying that they're going to keep him, but I'm, what I'm thinking is like, you, you listen to the interviews that he does after the games and then people bring up Brady. He seems almost annoyed by it. He, it kind of feels like he's like, why are you guys talking about my brother? I just got a hat trick, guys. 
I scored three goals in this game with 15 goals. And you're talking about my brother in the stands. He he was eliminated before like any other team, pretty much. Like, what is going on? That's amazing um, what being the social media darling does in a series. Like, yeah, 15 goals in the so game. Good. And the most, like, all anybody could talk about was Brady Kachuk in the audience, which to me is hilarious. And it's it, fantastic it's the for the game. It, it is. is absolutely fantastic for the game because it shows that you can have friggin' personality. Um, okay. And this is a random aside. I can't remember the name of the um, Scott Moyer, right? Yeah, the figure skater. Just mm-hmm. think of the reaction that everybody had during the uh, was it the Sochi Olympics? Yeah. When he is pissed drunk, and that gift still goes around everywhere of him. We're gonna get one of those of Brady, and it's gonna become the like Bruce Boudreaux darn gif, which is the best gif on the internet, everyone. Um, but. No, I think it's so good for the sport. It's so good for Ottawa, too. Like, they've had nothing but L's over and over and over. And who are we still talking about, even though they have been out of playoff contention for, like, well over a month uh, before the playoffs began? Um, We're still talking about Ottawa because of the captain. So anybody, because there are people online, and they're generally former hockey players, Anybody that's complaining about the captain of another team cheering for a different team, go to hell. Like, just come on. And here's the thing. If you look, he never wears anything that has flames on it. It's always no. the, the the Matthew uh, World Tour, the Kachuk World Tour. Even oh. when he was cheering for Robert Thomas uh, the last few years with St. Louis, there yep. was never anything St. Louis on it. His dad obviously was because, well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, my favorite thing. So have did you see the, the video of his wife just giving it to him? Be like, throw for the hat. your effing hat. And he, yeah. got, he got asked about that. And he was like, the team is 3-0 when I wear this hat. I'm not throwing the hat. Plus the net's there, so it wouldn't have made it anyway. It's like. And like it's, you can kind like, of see when you watch kids, the video, it's your you can kid's see hat trick it. in the playoffs, and he's just like, "No, hockey players, including former ones, are superstitious, very, very superstitious." So, of course, he's going to keep his hat on if it's win. If he's worn it three times and he and they win, then yeah, like literally, I drink out of this coffee mug. For those that are watching, (laughs) I drink out of this coffee mug when it is a home game. And I have another coffee mug that's white based that is an away game. I cannot wash it after I've drank coffee out of it. And I cannot remove it from my office because I don't know why. It's just just the way that it works. Um, So that's talking about the four series. One thing um, we haven't really. Well, we kind of both think that. well, you don't want to admit Colorado's going to win their series, but they're going to win their series. We've got four series happening. Rapid fire, top of the head, no thought. Colorado, St. Louis, how many games? Who wins it? Uh, I'm going to say five games Colorado, even though I don't want them. Or, sorry, I do want them to win. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but that's what my gut say. We're in agreement. Uh, Battle of Alberta, which team, how many games? Uh, I'm going to say five games and it's going to be Calgary. They're way, they're way better. They're Uh, way better. They are way better. Uh, seven Edmonton. I just Mm -hmm. think that, uh, Hyman and McDavid going right now, dry even though he's injured was still like the second best player on the ice, which is stupid. Florida, Tampa. Oh, absolutely. Tampa. If, yeah, I don't know. Uh, If it's, I, they can't go higher than five. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sweep to me. It's that, I, that series is over. And then um, Carolina Rangers. Uh, I think that's going to go to six games, and I put my money on Carolina. Yeah, and that's what we had said during it. So it, it'll it be interesting to see because for well, I think we did half decent on betting uh, looking back overall, but our last one that we did, just like, who's going to win game six and game seven? We did not do too well on that one. We both had L.A. moving on, um, which, well, obviously didn't happen. So, Yeah. I am going to ask one random question because I think it's kind of fun. 
who do you think will be the MVP of this round? Because I think that we would probably both be in agreement that Jake Ottinger absolutely was the MVP. Oh, as they... much as Mc... no, McDavid it's, it's did a fantastic close. job, Ottinger pretty much almost stole a series that he had no right doing. So who do you think will be the Jake Ottinger, I suppose, of this round? Um, Sebastian Ajo scored the game-tying goal for Carolina. He's He's got that factor. If he gets going, good luck. And obviously a goalie can easily steal and win a series or lose it, but still let in like the least amount of goals. Something to me says Aho is going to dominate. Okay. Um, I think that we are going to see some weird stuff out of the Florida Tampa series. And my gut says Ross Colton. I've heard his goals. I've heard his name far too much for a player that I forgot existed. Uh, One thing we haven't mentioned, sorry, not to, just to cut you off a little bit. Uh, yeah. Tampa's playing without Braden Point. Yeah. Like we have to, they haven't had him since what, like game five or game six against the Leafs. That is how scary this team is. But yeah, yeah Ross, Ross Colton, he's, that is a depth piece that every other team is looking at. And Tampa will trade him in the offseason and be like, thanks for all the assets, folks, because we can't yep. afford him anymore. No, totally. Uh, I think that he is going to somehow be the standout. Uh, another thing to remember, I don't know if he played tonight or not, but on Florida, Carter Verhege, unfortunately, he, he was up for it. He did, okay. Uh, but he was a game-time decision, which also means that he is currently playing injured, which is unfortunate because, my goodness, did he put on a clinic uh, in the first round. Um, and then also, uh, Corey Perry took a puck to the face. You know, much like your favorite New Jersey players who took 11,000 pucks to the face this year. Um, and he took it in warm-up, much like Nico Hishier, who it took him out because it broke his jaw. Um, but with Corey Perry, it did not. It hit him in the side of the face. He just, all he had was just like a whole lot of stitches on his face and then scored the goal. Yeah, scored the so, first goal of the game. So um, do you want to, I'm not sure if you've, you've been looking, do you want a little update on, on your game that's happening right now? I have it on my phone. Okay. So <laughs> I said I wanted to stay present, but then I was just like, what's happening in the game? They so. are uh, almost being, du- the abs are almost being doubled up in shots, but it's zero zero. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, I think this is a pretty good place to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we could go into more, but it's, it's kind of a, for anybody listening, it's the same old, same old. Um, if you do want to see kind of, cause I've been having fun going through some graphics and stuff as we've been going through this, there is a video version of this now on YouTube. So thank you everybody. Um, and a big thank you to everybody listening on Apple, by the way, it's like 90% of people listen through Apple podcasts. So... And neither of us have an Apple phone. <laughs> so, I mean, Thanks. My, my, my wife's, uh, Apple and we've got an iPad in the house, but the kid ah, steals fair. it a lot. So um we'll be back again next week hopefully my backdrop looks actually it could look worse but it'll be different so there's that um anything you want to add pat before we head out well since we are doing videos and we aren't on the radio i'm allowed to talk about these things now so i am going to point behind me on all of the lovely pictures so everyone that is listening i have a whole bunch of random music behind me so tonight I am going to point at a random thing, and I'm going to talk about it, and it is this one. This is Daft Punk. These were all purchased through Redbubble. Um, Daft Punk is a wonderful band, and I'm really sad that they broke up. Uh, And then got back together randomly for one song. Exactly. But even still, Daft Punk, in my opinion, I have said throughout my entire life, if I were to see one concert, it would be Daft Punk. I am not even an EDM mega fan, but they have done fantastic things and it reminds me of a time where i actually i'm going to tell a little story before we go i actually got to sit down and have a brief conversation while working at a video game company with the guitar player um that played on uh, get lucky i never knew that. from this uh so he also was from the band lips inc um from the 70s and oh my goodness, I am blanking on his name because I'm a bad person. 
I can't help you. I Niall can't look anything up right Rogers. now. Nile Rogers. <laughs> so Nile Rogers is one of the most iconic guitar players in the world. You know his riffs. You've heard his riffs. Get Lucky is probably one of the most recent iconic guitar riffs that you hear it, you know it, you love it. Um, and I actually got to sit down and have a conversation with him many moons ago, and it was... I didn't know how to talk. I forgot how to. And uh, clearly I found it now because I will not shut up. So uh, <laughs> that is a random fact about a thing that's behind me. So I guess as, as the weeks go on, we'll find out some more things about what's what's behind on Pat's wall there. I can't wait for that pink one because I know exactly what that one is. And oh, that one is going to happen in July, if not August. I will be talking about that one because I am very, very excited to talk about Run the Jewels after I see them. Oh, okay, a little bit jealous of that. Uh, Want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. Uh, for those watching, hey, look, you can see our names. They're mine's right here. Pat, just kind of point to your chest. A little, yeah, there you go. He's kind of hitting his name. So thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We'll get the videos working great. We'll get it looking even better. So thanks for uh, sticking with us for this. And until next time, we'll uh, we'll see you. Bye. That was a weird noise in my